I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Picking back up in verse 13 of chapter 5 in the book of Daniel, three things to be super pumped about. One, we got a, another follower on uh, who subscribed to BedtimeBibleBoys.com. I think that's fun because it just it, it tells us that some, it's just another affirmation that somebody's out there listening. We don't try and get people's information and send them stuff or we're definitely not asking for donations. Um, we're sharing our nighttime routine as fathers and sons and unpacking the, the word of our father. And it's for free uh, because we just want to. It feels, uh, we feel better. A tre- yeah, better. It feels a tremendous sense of purpose in our lives when uh, we're sharing the gospel. We had another country show up on an episode uh, that was played in Ghana. And Ghana is in Africa, and it's just not a country I would have ever expected to see show up as somebody there listened to an episode from Bedtime Bible Boys from us, and very moved that uh, somebody would spend their time doing that, and just that also we're getting to share the word of our Father, also just the way we enrich each other. Fathers, any of them listening, you have such an opportunity with your boys to be uh, an enrichment to their life, that you can raise them up and let them know that they're warriors in this world and that they're loved by God and that they're loved by you and that their God and you are never going to reject them as your sons and that we're going to go through life together, through the hard times and through the great times. We're going to go through them together, inseparable. The word says a a strand of three cords is not easily broken. And, uh, And that's what this is. It's a father, a son, and our Heavenly Father. And so we just want to enrich each other. And I uh, just want to inspire and pray for any any dads out there that are listening to. And it doesn't have to be your sons. It can be your daughters. It can be just a, a, a boy that or a girl that you decided to take care of as a father. But enrich them. Let them know how loved they are. How much value they have. That you're always going to be there for them. Read the word with them. And the Spirit will move. The Spirit will go to work. So we're thankful for both those things. And the third thing is that after a year of doing this, we finally built a logo for Bedtime Bible Boys. The last one just used to be a picture of that we took on a sunset when we were in Hawaii, in Maui. And now we're using a little bit more of a little clip art type of image. We're really excited about that. So excited that we bought some t-shirts. And it kind of makes... We're looking forward to that. It's really exciting. Praise the Lord. Things are looking up. 
All right, well, without further ado, which I don't really know what a do is. <laughs> Brock, what's a do? <laughs> I don't know. Delay? To do? Is I didn't know that was stuff. a word. It sounds like some French or, or uh, Latin word for like, without further delay, but without further ado, but I actually don't know what a do is. Like, <laughs> without doing other stuff, we're just going to do this, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> without further other do's, we're going to do this. That's a good explanation. Maybe, maybe. So last time we were reading, remember, there was the writing on the wall, but King Belshazzar could not understand it. He was afraid. The magicians, the uh, wise men of their time, they couldn't understand it. And so the king's wife calls in, well, I'm assuming it says the queen. She says, you know what? There's this boy named Belteshazzar. <laughs> Who's probably an older man at this point. It's no longer a boy. I and forgot to say. I, I almost thought that um, Belshazzar was Belteshazzar. No. King Belteshazzar. No. There is a... At this point, an, an older man, gentleman named Belteshazzar, and your father, Nebuchadnezzar, father being like grandfather of some sort, used to call on him. So in verse 13, it says, Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, Are you Daniel, one of the exiles my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, little g, and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom. Brock, who did Daniel have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom from? The Lord. The Lord. Not little g gods, but... Capital? Capital G. God. No S mm -hmm. at the end. Singular. He is By the himself. God. By he himself. That's right. He doesn't share. The wise men and enchanters were brought before me to read this writing and tell me what it means, but they could not explain it. Now I have heard that you were able to give interpretations and to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing and tell me what it means, you will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around your neck and you will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Wow. So purple speaks to royalty, right? The gold chain and, and the place, it was probably like, hey, I'm, I'm number one, no matter what. My heir to the throne is number two, but then you would be number three. So this is like offering him the highest position that he could offer him in the kingdom of Babylon, right? He's so scared by this, and I would be too. Remember what we said? Hand starts writing on the wall right now. If that happened... All of us, we can't even describe what we would do. It would be... Um, it's hard to predict. It's hard. Some, One of us might run out of the room. One of us might just yell. One of us might like go prostrate on the ground. But either way, it, it wouldn't be like we'd just sit here and watch and say, Wow, that's an interesting... I'm observing a hand here writing. I mean, it would be a big deal, right? So Dude, that'd be just strange if someone started saying that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It would even be more strange if somebody didn't respond. This is what the king is facing. And in verse 17, Then Daniel answered the king, Listen to this. You may keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. Basically, I don't want what you have for me. He obviously doesn't respect Belshazzar, right? 
Now, he has good reason not to. What was Belshazzar doing before the writing on the wall started? Do you remember? He was using all the stuff from their temple. That was sacred. That's right. He was using all their stuff for their temple. What was he doing specifically with it, Trey? He was going to get drunk. That's with right. The cups. That's right. He was going to get drunk. Almost like you could almost say like our communion elements that we use, right? Like our uh, our cups that we put our communion drink in and our bread that we use. It would be like saying, well, we're going to fill those with some really you know bad alcohol and yeah, use it to get drunk. Wouldn't be good. They're just symbols, but they're symbols to us of like something sacred that happened. And so we don't want to, we don't use them for that purpose, right? <laughs> so Daniel tells him that you may keep your king, your rewards for yourself. Nevertheless, I will read the writing for the king and tell him what it means. <sighs> Put your seatbelt on, Belshazzar. O king, the most high God, gave your father... Nebuchadnezzar, sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Because of the high position he gave him, all the peoples and nations and men of every language dreaded and feared him. Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. Those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. Listen, verse 20. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. You notice it, everybody gets arrogant at times. Everybody gets a little prideful at times. But when your heart becomes hardened with pride, do you understand how that's kind of different? They're like, I'm so great. I'm just like the best in the world. I cannot be taken down all the time. Yeah, and it's like, it's not only like you feel that for just a little bit, because sometimes everybody feels a little prideful, you know? Yeah, but it's, it's like, like... They oh. start walking with their chest out in front, looking all big. All the time. Hey man, I, I walk straight up. I do. I walk with good posture and I'm not afraid to be <laughs> indecent, uh, you know, physical fitness. But, uh, but just because that's the situation you're in, you have something good that is a blessing to you from the Lord... Right? Doesn't mean you should harden yourself with pride and arrogance. You should stay humble. Remember where your gifts came from. Remember where this very breath came from. And humble yourself before the Lord. When you get hardened, it means that there's like, you're calloused. It's not going to be very easy to get you to change. Okay? That's what that means. He says, He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the most high God is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and sets over them anyone he wishes. But you, his son, O Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets from his temple brought to you and you and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. This is the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, 
tekel, parson. This is what these words mean. Mene. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Parson. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Well, this goes right along with Nebuchadnezzar's statue, right? Because what did the head of gold give way to? The Medo-Persians, the silver. Yes, the Medes and Persians, the Medo-Persians, which was the Midianites and the Persians, which was the chest of silver, right? So this is happening. So the writing on the wall is saying, listen, your days are numbered. You are not a just person. The Lord has examined your ways and found evil in you, and your kingdom is about to be divided. It's very simple. I like how the Lord responds. Four words, done. We're not going to make a five-paragraph essay about this. We're not going to explain. The Lord doesn't owe anybody an explanation. Just here's what it is. Boom, done. In verse 29, Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Either way. (laughs) Either way. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. That very night, King Darius the Mede took over the kingdom. Isn't that crazy? Definitely crazy. I don't know what happened with Daniel. Here's, here's just a little bit of background. Darius and his soldiers entered Babylon by diverting the river that ran through the city, then walking in on the dry riverbed. This Darius is not to be confused with Darius I, mentioned in Ezra, Haggai, and Zechariah, or Darius II, the Persian, mentioned in Nehemiah. Darius the Mede is named only in the book of Daniel. Other records name no king between Belshazzar and Cyrus. Thus, Darius may have been appointed by Cyrus to rule over Babylon as a province of Persia. Another name for Cyrus himself, or his son, Cambyses, or a descendant of Xerxes I. Who knows about all that? But what we know is that there was this ruler that they called Darius that came in the very night that Belshazzar was in like his greatest moment of sin, if you will, of rebelling against the true and living God. And that very night, the Lord's hand came. And that the very night the Lord's hand came, he was delivered into the hands of his enemies and he died. There's really nothing else to say about this. I mean, that's just what happened. That was pretty unexpected. He didn't expect it, that's for sure, right? Mm -hmm. But the Lord is almost like saying, this is enough. This is enough. I didn't let my people Israel get taken into captivity in Babylon so that you could be just as evil as they were being in the promised land, right? Mm -hmm. The Lord was obviously correcting the Hebrew people by them getting taken into captivity, right? And correction's good. Isn't correction good? Mm -hmm. Correction's good. If we don't get corrected, we have to be humble to accept correction. We can't be like Belshazzar where we don't accept correction our whole life and we just harden ourselves. Gotta be more like Nebuchadnezzar. Now Nebuchadnezzar, he did some evil stuff, right? And he did some really bad stuff and it took a long time. 
but eventually the Lord worked through his pride and he turned to the true and living God. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's really just a model for us. And really a model for me is like, even though you feel like at times you may have hardened yourself, turn to the Lord. He is faithful and just to receive you. And you know why he can be just in receiving you? Because you are the righteousness of God through Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's right. If it wasn't for Christ, then you wouldn't be the righteousness of God. And then he wouldn't be just in receiving you. He might be merciful in receiving you, but he couldn't really be just. But he can be just because Christ was punished. Right? The dairy, the, the, the Medes and the Persians, they're never going to come into your life, Brock, and form a weapon against you which shall stand. Even in the moments where you're displaying bad behavior, even in the moments where you might walk to the side and not be following the Lord, the Medes and Persians are not going to overcome you. Do you know why? Because um, I'm following God. Even in those moments when you don't, because you have accepted what he said about his son, and therefore the righteousness of God in Christ has already been put on you, and he is not going to send judgment against you. Right? When the Lord sends his judgment, it is swift and it is just, right? But his judgment against you has already been paid for by Christ at the cross. So, does that mean that sometimes there's consequences? There's no, or does that mean there's no consequences to our actions? No. No. But those consequences are not judgment from God. True? True. True. Those consequences are earthly. Now, correction, judgment, two different things. I'm going to accept correction from the Lord. And some people say, well, that's the Lord's judgment. No, forget that. The Lord loves me too much to leave me in the condition I'm in, in the areas where I'm not trusting him. And so he's going to correct me. But you understand that correction, that's one thing. Being slayed that very night by the Medes and the Persians, that's not correction. That's judgment. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. Okay. Um, You can't learn much if you're dead. Yeah. You can't grow much if you're dead. You don't grow at all when you die. No, you don't, right? Growth stops. Not even a dead dog. Not even a dead dog. That's right. So just so you guys can walk confidently in this life knowing that your father is not going to judge you because he has already taken the judgment that he, in his, in his just wrath, waged against Belshazzar. He'll never face that because he already did it against Christ at the cross. And now... We get to walk with him and we get to learn from these guys who made some pretty bad decisions. That's the story of the writing on the wall. And I'm happy to have read it with you boys. Do you have any questions? No. No. All right. Anything else you want to mention? No. All right. Well, I love you boys. I love you too. You guys are good kids. <laughs>